You're now listening to the I Got Fired Last Week podcast, where we discuss the challenges and opportunities around being out of work. If you're feeling lost, overwhelmed, uninformed, or simply uninspired, there's something here for you. I'm your host, Sam Eremarin, and along with my guests, we're here to walk on this journey together. Stay tuned. So, hey, <laughs> how you doing? This is new for me, extremely new, um, but we're here. I'm going to read it from a phone. So for anybody who's watching on YouTube or any video streaming platform, please give me a second. <laughs> this is number one. Um, welcome to the I Got Fired Last Week podcast, where we talk about the challenges and the opportunities of being made redundant. I am your host, Samuel Uremaran, and I've been there myself. Um, as I'm sure you can guess from the name, I was made redundant last week or Put very bluntly, I was fired last week. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from the emotional ro roller coaster of being made redundant to some of the things you can do to step out of that place into the future. Now, some of you are probably thinking, who is this guy? What makes you actually even able to say these things? So I'll introduce myself and hopefully um, I'll give you a bit more context. So my name's Sam. I am th ooh, in my 30s. <laughs> I'll save that. I'm in my 30s. Um, I'm married. I have been for coming on six years and I've got a 10 week old son. And as I'm sure you can imagine, that complicates things a lot because being fired last week um, is not the best way to start things off. Um, so just to give you some context, I was working for a large US bank and um, I was on paternity leave. Now, you're probably thinking, hold on a second, what? 10 week old and you're on paternity leave? Yes. So the way it worked is at the beginning of the year, they wanted to do things a bit more, um, I guess, equal. You know, they really wanted to stand up for men and they, they extended the paternity leave from what was before two weeks to 16 weeks, which whenever I tell people, they're like, what? 16 weeks paid? Yeah, 100%. I loved it. Um, so... What I did was I wanted to take 10 weeks and then I would take six weeks around Christmas time because around Christmas time, my son would be six months. And of course we would be transitioning out, transitioning him out of our room into his own room. So we just thought it made perfect sense to take some time there because it may be some sleepless nights as he gets used to his new space. Um, and then I remember five weeks into it, um, my manager's just like, Hey Sam, can we catch up? Sure. No problem. And usually he wouldn't ask me that. He would just phone me. And he was just like, okay. And it was like a Friday. And I was like, okay, sure. Just, should I call you now? Or he was like, no, nah, how's Monday for you? Yeah, Monday's cool. I remember checking the invite and um, the invite had him and HR. I was thinking, huh? Why is HR on the call? And I thought, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things where they want to check up on me, see how I'm doing, um, how am I enjoying the experience, etc. But yeah, hey, he then said, I'll be honest with you, this is a bit of a formal meeting, so I'm going to have to read from a script. And, you know, he basically walked me through it and said, unfortunately, um, some of the needs of the company are changing, et cetera. Um, we've identified in your role that um, there's some redundancy there and we're going to have to, et cetera. Now, just for some background context, this is the second time I've been made redundant. Um, first time was definitely not as pretty as this. Um, the first time was definitely a lot more challenging, but um, my manager being who he is, super kind. And yeah, he he basically just walked me through this process. And I was just, I remember on the call how I felt. And it was a combination of disappointment. Um, I was embarrassed 
I was embarrassed. I was angry. Um, I was upset. I was anxious because, and I guess I'll tell you a story. I remember saying to my wife, um, if I came up with a crazy idea and I wanted to bet it all on the line, would you trust me to do that? And she was just like, first of all, don't give me that choice. But yes, yes, I would. Like if we had to sleep under a bridge, then it is what it is. We'll figure out. Probably because she knows that I'm the mad scientist type. So anything that I bring to her, I've already done a hundred hours of overthinking, overthinking. What are all the probabilities? Could it work? Could it not? Etc. So she knows anything that I come to her and say, I think this is it. I'm just crazy enough to pull it off. And um, yeah, like that was really encouraging for me in chasing some of my entrepreneurial dreams. Extremely different when we had our son. Sleeping underneath a bridge is just not something you can do <laughs> when you've got a little boy crying. And I remember looking into his face and thinking, man, life has really changed. Um, so yeah, as you can imagine, all of these overwhelming emotions that have come, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to feel. And I'm really, really walking through it. I think many people forget that a relationship with an employer is exactly that. It's a relationship. So when one person wants to end it, you feel heartbroken. And you feel like, oh my gosh, like, is it me? What have I done? And you really, really walk through those five stages of grief. Um, and I think one of the things which came out of that is I don't feel that I had any resources or like, I didn't really have like a guiding light or a guiding star, which would have said, here's the way that you process these emotions. The first time that I got made redundant, it was super unhealthy. The second time, I didn't want it to be unhealthy. I actually wanted to have a way, <laughs> you know, anyway, to process it, to understand it, to walk through it. Um, and where I couldn't find it, it just naturally made sense for me to create it. So after about 72 hours of me just lamenting, like deeply lamenting, I said, I can't be here again. I really need to figure out what I'm doing, etc. So what I want to do on this podcast is... Four main things. Firstly, I want to walk you through my journey, which is how we got to where we are today. I think that I've been through a few things which can help people. Um, for those that know me, I've had a really interesting journey. And hopefully through some of the things that I've been through, you'll be able to learn from those things, identify my mistakes and stand up on my shoulders so that you don't have to make those mistakes. I read in a book somewhere that, um, you know, experience is the greatest teacher. I don't believe that. I don't believe that I need to fall into the pit for me to realize that there's a pit there. If someone is brave enough to tell me, hey man, should probably not go in that direction and I'm brave enough to listen to what they say, then I think that we can avoid having to walk down that. So if you can hear me and hear things I've done wrong, I would love that. Um, the second thing is transitioning from that place of redundancy, being fired, being unwanted into something better the emotional roller coaster, the mental, the psychological roller coaster, and hopefully the, you know, the prize at the end, which is, could be another form of employment, could be a side hustle, could be just any ways to make money. And I think it will be really interesting to explore that with you, with the 101 ideas that I have in my mind, what that looks like. Um, thirdly, I would like this to be educational. So, because I do have 101 ideas, I want to walk you through what some of those ideas are. So people would say something like, hey, Sam, I want to do a podcast because I can hear that you're doing it. 
And I'll be like, cool, here's the things that I've done. Here are the people who I spoke to. Here are the things that I looked for. Um, when I was thinking about planning the episodes, here's the mentality that went behind it. Am I going to turn it into a blog? Um, video recording it so we can go on YouTube and a streaming platform. So there was a process that went into it. So hopefully you'll be able to understand and be educated on what that process looks like based on the way that I've done things. And I think fourthly and finally is this is a journal for me. Um, it allows me to explore my emotions, but also give you my vulnerability, give you my transparency, give you my honesty. So you can see that, hey man, I'm figuring it out just like everybody else. I think there's a tendency to look at somebody at the top of their journey and be like, you're so lucky. I can't believe you are where you are. You got to where you are. It must've been easy. Maybe you had a golden, no, no. Like I, I want you to look at me and say, well, that guy didn't have anything special. So if he could do it, then there's a very good chance I could do it as well. Um, I want you to understand the things that I've had to overcome in real time. And I want you to also understand that, hey man, I'm human. And in my humanity, I'm going to make mistakes. And we can talk about those mistakes and see like what comes of it. So my tribe are people who have been made redundant. And what's so funny? What's so, so, so funny? In the last two weeks or so, I probably met six people. No way, Sam. I got fired too. No way, Sam. I got made redundant too. No way, Sam. I got a call from HR too. No, and I'm just like, where are all these people coming from? Um, maybe it's because of cost of living. Maybe it's because, let's be very honest. I've studied economics, right? So I know and understand the fact that many companies didn't make money last year and they haven't made money in the last three to five years. So really it's a question of eventually something's going to have to give. And when companies see people as resources and they need to cut resources, that's not only things, that's also people. They have to cut their human capital. So I really, really want to put it out there right from the beginning. I have no hate. I'm not harboring any anger or malice towards the companies. I mean, if you're a digger like me, oh, as you can hear, I've got a stutter. But if you can dig like me, um, you'll probably find that it's quite easy to find out where I worked and the places that I got made redundant from. That's not the hard bit. But I really, really want to put out there that they've, they've been good to me. They have. And I won't slander them. I won't say there's anything wrong with them. I think that being made redundant a second time really opened my eyes to the things about me that I had to address. It's so easy to just go, I hate these people. They're such beep, 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 beep. I can't believe them. I hate them so much. That's not how it is. I've worked with amazing people who have pushed me and who have challenged me. I personally believe, and this is just my belief, I got super comfortable being a B player. Because I, whether I liked it or not, whether I did great work, I knew that I could just do good work and the magic fairy would put money in my account on the 28th of the month. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being salaried, but what I am saying is that sometimes, at least I found in my situation, I found that it didn't make me want to go above and beyond. It didn't make me want to perform. For example, let's say if I had to make 10 calls in a day, I'd make 10. Very, very different from when you control the narrative and when you're self-employed and there's no one who's going to put money in your account. Some of my friends who are self-employed, I have a friend, um, and I'm going to keep on calling him a friend because he knows exactly who he is, <laughs> but I've got a friend and we had a conversation and he said to me, Sam, listen, the magic genie doesn't put money in my account every month. So when I think about feeding my family, 
I have to overcompensate. I have to go above and beyond because I don't know which one of the seeds that I've scattered is actually going to yield the fruit for me this month. It could be none of them. And I need to be okay with that. At the same time, I could get a massive influx of cash. I need to be okay with that because if I don't plan properly, then that cash will run out and we'll go back to zero. So all of my self-employed friends are doing really, really well. They make way more money, but simply just because they've never had the freedom of, yeah, don't worry, I don't... I just, I'll call in sick. I mean, if you call in sick, you don't eat, <laughs> you know? So it's, um, it's a very, very different word out there. But um, yeah, here we are. This is the pilot. This is episode one. Um, and there's a few things that I want you to know. The first thing is you're not alone, which is you have a tribe of people who have been through the same thing and who are going through the same thing. Redundancy hurts. I can promise you that. For somebody to look you in the face or even to come on Zoom or Teams and say, yeah, I know you've been doing some stuff, but the stuff that you've been doing and giving your time, your attention and your expertise to, we no longer need that. That's no longer valuable to us. We no longer want to pay for that. That hurts. Um, so you're not alone. There are many people who have been made redundant. Actually, um, I looked at some stats and up until April 23, so year to date, this is from January to April, 93,000 people in the UK were made redundant. Uh, unemployment is shooting up. It, it's tough for everybody. So you don't need to look too far to find out that there are people going through a similar thing as you. And there are people who are figuring it out the same way that I'm sure you will. People who, you know, okay, fair enough. I've got a 10 week old, but there are some people who have three children, four children, and they're really, really concerned on how they're going to feed their family. So I, where I didn't necessarily have a guiding light or have like, here's the way that you address that or here's the thing that you do on day one. Uh, I want to be that for you, but you're not alone. You have a tribe of people who love you, who care about you and who are thinking about you as we all transition on this journey together. Um, number two is I want you to know that you may not be the issue. You may not be the issue. And I know that's hard for some people because they're like, well, no, they said that they don't want me working here. So it must be me. Not always. Sometimes companies just want to go in a different direction. The way that I've humanized it in my mind, at least, is that companies are people. And if companies are people, it means that in the same way people make decisions and we're volatile, companies are going to be volatile. There's going to be a project that they thought was really, really amazing. They look at the numbers and they're just like, no offense, bro, that's just dumb. It just didn't work out. We thought it was only going to cost, I mean, the numbers are significantly bigger. So they may say something like, we thought it was only going to cost one mil, it actually cost five. I mean, like there are repercussions. We might say, yeah, there's, there's just this project at work is taking long. That's costing their money every day. They have to figure that stuff out. So I never take it personally. You may not be the issue. Sometimes they just want to take things in a different direction and that's okay. Um, and the third thing, and I think the most important thing is that you'll be okay. You'll be okay. We all are. Um, for those who can see me, you can see that I'm a black male. Um, which means of course I've got black parents and even though I don't necessarily want to make this a race pod, this is my life. And I do need to be super honest, which is, Hey, we didn't grow up with much, man. We, we really, really figured it out. The only thing that I wanted growing up was I wanted to go to Disneyland. We went to Butlins like six times in a row, <laughs> you know, like just over and over again, we went to Devon and we went to like we went to park. Like I'll never forget. My mom used to do this thing every year, which was we would pack a bag and just go to Victoria Coach Station 
and we would just look for the cheapest ticket and just go to, like I've been to pretty much everywhere in the UK because we were just on a holiday, go to wherever the ticket cost us. So of course it's weird because you, you kind of need to pack sunglasses and Wellington boots, a jacket and shorts. <laughs> you know, it's like, you really kind of need to figure out. <laughs> but hey man, and we had an amazing childhood. Like we, I grew up with my cousins, like they were my brothers and my sisters. Like that, that's just what it was. So you will be okay. And the memories that you want to create in your children, they'll be okay as well. I mean, they'll just learn that mom and dad are really hustling and really grinding to make it work. So um, that's something that I know that I needed to know. And I want you to know that. You will be okay. Um, yeah, you will be. And I really want to let that sit. I want to let that marinate. I know times are hard. I know things are hard. I know, I don't know your financial situations, but I, I can imagine. Trust me, I'm in it. Um, you will be okay. I promise you. Um, so here's my story, right? I've got about 90 days worth of expenses, if I'm being super honest. And that means that in these 90 days, I'm going to have to figure out ways to make money. And I think it's going to be really exciting to document what this looks like, because you're going to see me try everything. My mantra is when you have less resources, you become more resourceful. So hence starting a podcast, but I'm also filming it and I'm turning it into a blog. I would have never done anything like that and unless I was like, hey, Sam, guess what? You probably need to make money to feed your family. You should probably figure out ways to do that. That made sense to me. Um, I'm reading property books at the moment. I'm reading uh, really everything. Every, like if, it, if it's something physical and I'm reading it and trying to understand how people do things. Um, I'm exploring every opportunity because I don't have the luxury of kind of resting on my laurels and hoping for the best. And I think if you leave this podcast with anything, especially the first episode, I want you to leave with, I'll be okay and so will you. You'll be okay and so will I. We're all figuring this out in real time. My hope is that this ends up becoming a super interactive audience where you're able to ask me questions, I'm able to throw out topics, and we can just have real discussions. I'm going to be bringing in guests periodically, because again, remember, I know a whole bunch of people who have been made redundant. So it's, how do we handle that? How do we walk through that? Um, and yeah, I'm rambling. So I'm super, super excited to go on this journey with you. Thank you for episode one. Thank you for joining me on this. And yeah, let's go. Happy podcasting, family. <laughs>